0: You're listening to The Really Useful Podcast. It's the tech podcast for technophobes. My name is Christian Corley from MakeYouSoft.com and this week I'm hosting solo. And, you know, it's worth uh, thinking about what that actually means to me doing this now and you listening I've been podcasting since around two thousand and seven, not this show, and I have stopped every day. It's not like an ongoing thing that I've constantly been podcasting in my life since two thousand and seven, but you know I've been working on various podcasts over the years I've done a little bit of local radio community radio as well um hopefully, I picked up a few t- tips and tricks from that, but most importantly, um I've been podcasting, and I think I've picked up quite a few tips about podcasting along the way gain some insights and that's really what this week's really useful podcast is all about podcasting and how you yes you can start your own podcast over the years and make use of we've looked at podcasting in various ways basically that's the basis of this week's really useful podcast i'm going to address the following questions what is a podcast How to start your own podcast. The best five Android apps for recording podcasts because I'll tell you now, being able to podcast on the go makes podcasting so much more flexible. How to remove ambient noise from podcasts, which can prove to be pretty vital. And how to promote your podcast and find new listeners. So let's get started. What is a podcast? Well, you know, it's basically... I mean, you know by now what one is. It's audio packaged that you can download as an MP3 file and listen on your PC, on your tablet, typically on your phone, but increasingly podcasts are heard in cars, on TV sets. They appear in Spotify, Amazon Music, a wealth of other places accessible via dedicated podcasting apps. And of course, in what was formerly known as iTunes, Apple podcasts now typically podcasts and i'm speaking mostly about audio podcasts here rather than vlogs video logs which are increasingly being referred to as podcasts we are talking about audio podcasts in this show most podcasts are discussions or they're guides like this they're explainers they communicate directly to a single per they communicate directly to the audience Increasingly, again, um, some podcasts are moving into other areas. Drama, comedy, situation comedy, stand-up. There are numerous comedians and other creatives, uh, certainly since 2020 and the events concerning the coronavirus have made live opportunities more difficult. Uh, Creatives and performers are using podcasts to reach their audience and generate um, additional much-needed income. The history of podcasts is quite interesting because they've been around for a long time. I was, for instance, making very silly shows on cassette and later on live chat rooms on Yahoo around, well, in the late 20th century. The actual term podcast appeared in 2003 and a piece of software called RSS2 iPod was released and its aim was to allow iPod owners to download audio files from the internet. The term podcasting, wasn't coined until 2004 by journalist Ben Hammersley and a few months later Danny Gregoire referred to quote-unquote the podcaster when describing a podcast creator and that's really when the term podcast entered common use. Very basically a podcast is an audio file distributed via an RSS feed. We don't typically use RSS feeds too often these days although they they are integral to the distribution of podcasts and still are to this day you will find the really useful podcast as you probably know on apple podcasts formerly itunes we're also on spotify We're in a wealth of different places and you know those key places are where you will find the majority of podcasts if you are hosted on individual websites but really that's a bit of a barrier to distribution because you're going to cause lots of people hopefully if you build an audience to try and access the file at the same time which can cause problems with your web server which is why having an online host for your podcast is so important so you can listen to podcasts on the web you can listen to them on a mobile device download them to your computer and listen to them there so that is a podcast but how do you create your own Podcasts can potentially be listened to millions of people worldwide, and it's now easier than ever to collaborate and record and edit and publish and even promote your own show. But how do you get started? Well, you need to start off with a format. The format of the Really Useful Podcast is one, in this case, but usually two, people chatting about how to make the best use out of technology. You could alternatively do an interview where you have a person which you speak to over the phone or on Skype or on Google Hangouts, on a Zoom chat, whatever, and interview them. There might be a celebrity, there might be a writer you admire, there might be a local politician, anything like that. There's a group chat or roundtable where, again, either done live or using Skype or similar tools, a group of people get together and talk about a particular topic or a range of topics. There's also Mixed Media, a podcast that might combine music with interviews, essentially having the production values of a radio show. And there are many other podcast formats that you might have stumbled upon yourself. Drama, comedy. Radio shows are often repackaged as podcasts these days and distributed by the broadcasters for you to easily catch up with the week's happenings on regular shows. How do you record a podcast? Well, as I mentioned earlier, Mobile is a good option, but all you really need is a device with a reasonable microphone, a headset, and a recording tool. The really useful podcast is recorded typically using Audacity, which is a free digital audio editing suite. I have a mixing desk, I have a microphone, and I have a headset. That's about it. Typically, I will use an Android tablet so I have access to my links and not put too much load on my computer. But generally speaking, that's it. If someone else is involved in the show, then we will use Skype to record both ends of the conversation. Skype has a built-in recorder tool, which makes that a lot similar. There are alternatives to using Skype, which I'm sure you're aware of, and you may well prefer. At the end of it, what you need to have is an MP3, a file that you can possibly edit, but certainly then save and redistribute. Now, as I mentioned, I'm using Audacity to record, and that records in an AUP file. That can be converted to MP3, no problem. Skype, that records in MP3 format, so you would download that, and then you would edit it, if necessary, using a tool like Audacity. Now, editing podcasts can prove to be a bit of a A rabbit hole. One tip I've picked up over the years is to use Audacity or whatever digital audio workstation you're using to create a template. Now the template will have the intro music or phrase or comment or whatever, your introduction that will be the same week after week. It will also have the outro, presumably again a common element, a piece of music or whatever that... Concludes each episode, so you have the intro as track one. You'll have the outro as track three. You will have an empty track two. All you need to do then is take the MP3 of the conversation you've recorded, whether you've done it on Skype, whether you've been out on about with your phone and recorded conversations with people, whatever you've done, you take that MP3 file, you copy it um, to your PC, you open it in audacity then you copy it from that instance into the template into that track two which previously sat empty and you have the beginnings of a podcast all you need to do then is make some changes to how the output is affected and the various ways that you can do that they're not for this podcast save it export it as an mp3 you have your podcast ready to share with the world Now, one of the key problems of recording a podcast or any audio is ambient noise. Presumably, you're not recording in an actual studio. You might be in the car. You might be in your bedroom. You might just be in a living room. I'm sat at the kitchen table right now. Wherever you are, there is going to be some ambient noise. Just background, whir, hiss. I actually have to turn the freezer off on occasion to record this podcast because it makes a bit of a noise at times. There's other stuff going on in the background. And this this background noise, this ambient noise, can be removed. And it can give your podcasts a much more professional feel. If you don't already own a copy of Audacity, it's an open-source digital audio workstation that you can download from www.audacityteam.org. Once you've installed the software, run it. And then you'll need to import the file that you want to edit. So go to File, Import and then choose the correct type of audio and browse for the file wherever you've saved it on your computer if the audio is recorded in mono then there will just be a single track however if the audio is recorded in stereo there will be two tracks now if these two tracks are different you will need to separate them to do this go to the audio track drop down and select split stereo track note that background noise on these two different tracks will need to be reduced separately. The next step is to identify the audio that you need to remove the the background noise. You'll usually spot this uh, as a kind of consistent row of lines, uh, a thickness to the track. With the selection tool select the audio, then go to Effect Noise Reduction. In the resulting window click Get Noise Profile. The window will close. Your previous selection was the noise profile, so now select the entire track by left-clicking on the track header, then return to Effects Noise Reduction. Listed under Step 2, you'll notice three settings, Noise Reduction, Sensitivity, and Frequency Smoothing. You can adjust these using the sliders, or you can input your own figures. You can also switch the noise type between Reduce and Residue. Click Preview to get an idea of how your attempt at noise reduction will sound. You'll hear a few seconds of the track. When you're happy, click OK to begin applying the noise reduction across the entire track. You can listen back to get an idea of the full effects and uh, if it turns out that that change wasn't quite enough, then simply go to Edit Undo or press Ctrl and Z to undo the noise reduction before starting again. With a bit of practice, you'll be able to get this down pat pretty much every time. Just remember to save your work when you're satisfied with the results. Ultimately, it doesn't matter which audio tool you're using. As long as you are in control of the features, you understand the effects and the functions and how to output the best quality audio and wherever possible. Output it either in single mono, double mono, or stereo or fake stereo but don't publish your podcast with different tracks in different ears because that can be very distracting for a lot of listeners and if you have a listener with a hearing impairment then having one podcast voice through the left ear and one podcast voice through the right ear and so on that can be a bit of a problem so ensure either mono recording or stereo is is used Many alternatives to Audacity are available. Audacity is free and open source, which is why we would recommend it. But if you're using Mac OS or iPad or iPhone, then you've got GarageBand. Just as good, use that. If you are already paying for a particular suite of software from Adobe, then it makes sense to use Adobe Audition. Now, Android phones don't typically ship with recording software, so you usually need to find something to use from the Play store now, i've recently taken a look at this in depth and there are various apps that you can use for recording podcasts on android i found five good ones that you should consider the first one is spreaker studio this is the most feature podcast recording app for android it features a full virtual studio user interface an editable soundboard that's um software keys that do things that let for instance on the release of podcast i have a button that does this so, you know, that's what that's for. That's a soundboard. Um, there's live podcast streaming facility with Spreaker Studio. There's a record feature, multi-channel volume controls, and automatic uploading to the Spreaker hosting. Now, it's not free, and there are various um, packages that you can use. Uh, you can, for instance, get a pro subscription, which starts at $7 a month, which includes hosting. We're going to come to hosting in more detail shortly. An alternative is Anchor. Now, Anchor has recently been purchased by Spotify. More importantly than that even, Anchor is free and offers completely free hosting for creators. It has voice message import, so anyone who calls you and leaves a voice message or a conversation that you have using a call recorder, that can be imported into an Anchor podcast. It has group chat facility. You can also, and this is massively significant for the future of podcasting, import music from Spotify. Now that has particular ramifications which go beyond this podcast. Previously, podcasting has been difficult for people who wanted to include music that they didn't own the rights to. But if Spotify is publishing your podcast through Anchor, then you can access tunes on Spotify, import them into your show. Anchor also offers transitions, um, fades, that kind of thing, theme tunes and background audio, and sound effects. It's really evolved over the past few years as Anchor, so it's really worth taking a look at to um, consider whether it is for you. And you can upload your podcast to Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts once you're done. Podbean is an alternative for Android, although this isn't free It is a mobile app and hosting package and for $3 a month you can get 100 megabytes of monthly storage and 100 gigabytes of bandwidth which is more than enough for the vast majority of podcasts out there. You will need a subscription for recording with Podbean otherwise it's just a player. With the subscription you get a record button, a basic trim editing, background music and automatic uploading. Now If you don't have Podbean's hosting, you can still use the app's recording feature via the settings page. You can specify a location for saving podcasts to your Android device, so that's quite useful. Option four is SoundCloud. Now, a few years ago, SoundCloud was a great app for creating podcasts. These days, it isn't, unfortunately. You cannot record a podcast with SoundCloud. The mobile app just does not have a record feature, but it does have an upload function which includes basic editing, giving you the track name, genre, description, and cover images that you want to use. You can set uploaded tracks as public or private. And there's a simple upload facility, which adds the recording to your SoundCloud hosting. Option five is Podomatic Podcast Recorder. This offers integration with social media, gives you statistics and cloud storage. It's free to use and has an easy record option, a Facebook login, co-cast invite feature to invite another voice to your show, and comes with 500 megabytes of storage and 15 gigabytes for free accounts. You can upgrade this with a pro hosting plan which starts at $2.99 a month. With Podomatic, you can publish to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. The app features statistics and you can upload cover art now. It is key to note there that I didn't mention editing. While an uploading tool and a recorder, there is no editing tool. So if you need to edit your show, add theme tune transitions, a different solution is required. Maybe use the technique I suggested earlier using a template for your podcast. Now, if you don't fancy any of those, then there might be a recording app built into your phone. We've had a look at a few of these, and one that really works well is Dolby On. This is for all Android devices. It features noise reduction, noise limiting, spatial audio, EQ. It has an audio editor, and you can export to social media and SoundCloud with it, or you can just save to your device for uploading to your preferred hosting. Now, there's that word again, hosting. Where do you put your podcast? It's a good question. Over the years, I've used a variety of solutions. I've hosted podcasts on my own hosting. On occasion, that crippled the hosting. And as there a website was running alongside, um, it didn't work out too well. I've also used Anchor, and that worked pretty well. Hosting should not be confused with Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you get the feed from to download it. While Spotify and Amazon Music may well have the facility to mirror your podcast, it is services like Anchor, like SoundCloud, places that offer actual podcast hosting that host your podcast indexes such as Apple Podcasts, formerly iTunes, Google Podcasts, etc. They are different. They simply list the podcasts that are available to listen to. The actual hosting that you use for the podcast, that is key, and that's what costs money. Getting listed on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts, wherever, that doesn't cost you money. These days, I feel Anchor is probably the very best place to start a podcast with. So if you are looking for a podcast host, head to Anchor and sign up there. It's a quick and easy sign up. The mobile app is really surprisingly easy and intuitive. You could literally, I mean, you could hit pause on this now, download Anchor, start recording within a minute. You could have a podcast that you're ready to share in five or ten minutes. It's that simple to get started podcasting with Anchor. So, you know what podcasting is. You might even have by now actually recorded a podcast if you followed my advice before the cut there. So what do you do with that podcast once it's recorded and uploaded? Well, you promote it. The audience is out there waiting to hear your show, but they just don't know it yet. Promoting a podcast is tricky. It's different to promoting books or songs or websites, and you're essentially trying to attract attention to a recording that might not even be listened to in its entirety. I myself listen to other podcasts and often I don't listen to them all in one sitting. Even a half hour show, if I'm traveling somewhere, getting to the end of that show, it might not happen until I'm heading in the other direction. So, you know, promoting a podcast is totally different to everything else because the way the media is consumed is completely different. Now, before you start promoting, you need to consider the podcast itself. What is its so-called content? What do you have so far and what items do you have coming up? What is your podcast about. If you have guests, if you have readings, do you discuss movies, do you feature clips? Is there anything in it that you can improve so you can tell people what is coming up next? Because pulling a topic out of thin air isn't going to do the job long term. Planning your content for your podcast enables you to create consistency. Also enables you to build familiarity over several podcast podcasts episodes which in turn can help you generate a friendly inclusive show one that people want to listen to and one that they'll look for and come back again and again we've already talked about soundcloud and anchor and other places that host podcasts but you need to focus on the places that list the podcasts apple podcasts is the podcast directory to be in 70% of podcast listening happens through Apple Podcasts. That's massive. And from what we understand, it's increased since that statistic was published back in 2017. So whatever you might think of iTunes, whatever you might think of Apple, you need to have one eye on how your podcast appears on iTunes and work towards improving it. So start out by making sure that your podcast is on iTunes. There are various ways you can list it. Your hosting probably offers you a way of doing that, but there are other ways you can list your podcast manually on Apple Podcasts through iTunes. Give your podcast a good, clear description of the topic. Each podcast you produce will need a few words, probably about 100 words, about the topic that is under discussion and or list any guests, that kind of thing. For future growth, remember that in each podcast, you should encourage your listeners to leave a review. Do that through the microphone. If you're listening to this really useful podcast, please leave us a review at Apple Podcasts. That would be massively, massively useful because leaving a review and rating a podcast helps other listeners find that show. While it's good to have a show that kind of feels personal to you and not many other people listen to, and believe me, I've had plenty of podcasts that I've listened to just like that. It's great to share podcasts and to get other people involved as well. You could incentivize this by reading reviews out or even awarding a prize for the best one. Now, while iTunes is important, podcasters, other indexes that list podcasts are also important. There are so many of these. On Android, there's no iTunes app, of course. So there are tools such as Player FM, which lists podcasts, it's also a podcast app. So what else do you need for promoting your podcast? Well, you need to stick to, not a rigid format, but it has to be recognizable. Uh, Earlier on when I was talking about creating a template, I referred to having an intro at the beginning and an outro at the end. Now your intro shouldn't be longer than 10 seconds. The ideal length is five seconds. And if you have a longer tune, use a bit more of it at the end, or crop it down. No one must listen to long pauses. Now, regular listeners of The Really Useful Podcast will know that I tend to leave pauses for emphasis and impact. Those length of pauses, they're kind of acceptable, but pauses that are way too long like that one, those are the ones that you need to cut. And if you have any regular phrases that you'll say, Pre-record those. So rather than struggling to remember to prompt your listeners to contact you via a particular service, pre-record the message so you can easily drop it in between conversations. As with the intro tune and your pre-recorded inserts, they can be the same thing from time to time. The release really useful podcasts. We have the uh, boom, 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 boom. That's a pre-recorded insert, which we drop in between phases of conversation. It's important to remember that a podcast is essentially an on-demand radio show. So aspire to radio style production values. That'll give you a polished production that your listeners will genuinely keep coming back for. When you list your podcast on a weekly basis, it's important to provide show notes. Simply pumping out a podcast without any contextual links, that's not gonna cut it. You need to provide any information that the listener can use to ensure that they're on the same page as you, and perhaps your guest focus with an introduction to the topic. Now, it is useful to provide clickable links, but it's also important to note that Apple Podcasts will not provide a way of making those links work. It's very frustrating. Other podcast listing apps will let you use clickable links, but Apple Podcasts won't. So, you know, leave that decision to you, whether or not you choose to follow that path or not. When you publish a podcast the text to it should include enough material for the podcast to appear interesting don't just put a single line in saying what it is because that's that's not enough you need you need to give the reader a good idea of what the podcast is about so that they feel confident in pressing play but don't overdo the show notes just provide the information that is required who's involved with the podcast what it's about what it covers the range of the conversation and you know it gives the listener the opportunity to click play or move on to something that might be more more them if you're using guests on your podcast whilst we're talking about promotion it's important to get them to tell their audiences it's easy for a podcast to become insular arranging guests can be time consuming and difficult to schedule especially with people overseas or If you work from home and you have family, then finding time to record a podcast and getting your guests involved with the podcast, that can be difficult. It might even be the reason why I'm recording this week's really useful podcast on my own. Whatever the case, if you're getting guests involved, it's important that their fans and followers are aware of this. Their fans and followers will probably want to listen to them talking to you for a start off. It's also an avenue for you to leverage their audience. Give them the content that they might be looking for. You might share quotes or clips that can be shared on Facebook or Twitter or other social networks. It's also worth considering featuring transcriptions or quotes from the audio in your show notes. Now, this is a option that is becoming increasingly popular. It can prove lengthy, however, which is why you should probably shouldn't go longer than six or seven hundred words into this and just provide highlights. Very few people are going to read a full transcript. There are tools that will create transcripts for you from your MP3 files. However, this does require a bit of reviewing. Um, I'm from the northeast of England, and while I expect you can pick up my words and accent pretty well, software doesn't have quite the same success rate as my listeners. Consequently, a lot of editing is required to fix automated transcriptions. They're fast, but they're not perfect. There are various ways that you can produce shareable clips and trailers. I use a tool called Headliner. This is a web app that integrates with the vast majority of podcast hosting solutions, enabling you to create and package nice little clips. They can be shared on Twitter. They can be shared on Facebook. They can even be shared on Instagram or YouTube. They have images associated with them that you upload which means they can be shared wherever you want in a visual format, which makes them look really good. Those little clips should be accompanied with a link to the podcast, of course. And that's just one way of leveraging social media. If you're going to do that, though, it's important that you don't share once. Essentially, share three to four times on Twitter on the day that you publish the podcast. Remind your readers on Facebook. It's important to have Twitter accounts and Facebook pages associated with your podcast embedding with hosts like soundcloud or audio boom or anchor or wherever that can encourage people to listen to the podcast the moment they see it there and then and if you're looking for another way to promote your podcast speak to other podcasters and be a guest on their show build relationships with them, build relationships with websites that are related to the topic you're discussing and maybe even consider making YouTube a host for your podcast. There is a useful tool called tunes to which enables you to upload your podcast audio to YouTube with an accompanying image description, title, relevant tags, It's a very useful feature that is included in various podcasts hosts so it's worth checking that out because that can if you're paying for podcast hosting um the whole getting it on YouTube is really really useful and it can help you find a brand new audience. Um if you're gonna do that make sure your video is well titled so you know if it's an interview interview with so and so or guest name interview that kind of thing just make sure it's clear and the person happening across the video is gonna know what it is before they click play. That's all Important. And by the time you get to the end of the tips and tricks we've discussed in this week's really useful podcast, you should be well on the way to building a podcast audience around your podcast show that you've just launched. Now, it isn't a walk in the park. Setting up is easy, finding a topic can be difficult, finding people to collaborate with can be a pain at times, but you have the hardware to create, start, publish a podcast in your pocket you can just do this with a phone it's an immensely powerful tool that you have in your pocket and it's easy to forget just what these little multimedia devices that we carry around with us can really do and how we could potentially change the world with a podcast now it might be a creative expression it might be a political statement that you wanted to make hopefully this week's really useful podcast has put you on the right track to creating launching your own podcast you've been listening to the really useful podcast this is the tech podcast for technophobes from makeuseof.com i'm christian corley i'll be back next time with another look at the best tips and tricks for you to make the best use from your technology until then it's goodbye